Good morning, church. We're going to do communion. I believe the emblems are on the sides of the aisles if people want to make your way over and get to communion. probably know this is deer hunting opener. Yesterday I was sitting in my deer stand for hours reminiscing of all my hunts and hunt on my grandpa's land. And uh, This past summer I was in the nursing home with him and we're exchanging hunting stories. So he would tell me something like uh, he would combine the rows so that he had spaces in between. He'd walk between each row and try to sneak up on the deer and uh, if that didn't work, then he would just shoot him from the combine. But uh, he was pretty hard of hearing, as many farmers of that generation were. And so I'd be telling my story. I'd have to yell at him, saying, I, a deer was angling away. I had to shoot him, and I spined him. So then I had to go and finish him off. And that's right as the nurse was walking in. So it's always awkward, <laughs> those kind of situations. But uh, this was the first season without him. He passed away this summer. There's always an emptiness when somebody leaves us, and uh, but there's going to be a reunion. Jesus said in Matthew 26, But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit until the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So I just want to go with you right now to that place where all our family members that love Jesus are with us together. This big reunion, this happy place of perfect peace, perfect joy, perfect love. And Jesus pulls up a chair across from you and hands you the bread. Let's eat together. He pulls out a cup, hands you the wine, let's drink together. How many are looking forward to that day? I'm Jesse Bomey, I'm a member here at church, Stacey is my wife, um, I want everybody to greet each other, move on with service here. Amen, so good to see you all here this morning. Hello, everybody. Um, at this time, we're going to receive the offering. Ushers could prepare. If you're giving cash and would like a receipt for your giving at the end of the year, just slip up your hand and the ushers have an envelope they could give to you for that. God is so good. I want to let you know also that we have family services on Wednesday nights at 6.30. Um, the youth meet year-round at 6.30 at the fitness center in the upper level. But um, here we're having our, our wintertime Wednesday night services. So I encourage you, everyone, to come out. We've been talking about relationships. So come out and um, enjoy a great time with us. We have refreshments and um, 
a great time of conversation as well and discussion. Um, there's childcare for nursery, uh, the preschool classes, as well as live wires. So be sure to bring your kids out. They have a great time, midweek service. And also, Sunday mornings, there's prayer for, um, if anyone would like to join prayer in the um, mother's room, it's off the dining room, as well as uh, Thursday mornings, there's a ladies' prayer meeting here at the church. So go ahead and come to that. All right, if you're ready to uh, ready with your offering, uh, let's, let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence and your hand upon the offering today that is given. I thank you for every generous heart here, Father. God, you said you give seed to the sower, and we just declare today that there is plenty of seed in this house in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for generosity in every heart. In Jesus' name, we thank you for a return 30, 60, and 100-fold in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen amen also um another couple other announcements while the ushers are passing the offering containers uh natalie baker you might have seen her here on the stage on the on the your left here she um is part of the worship team and she's also hosting a ladies fellowship time at her home and um that's happening this saturday am i right i want to make sure i have a right uh, correct sheet here linda this saturday is that right okay all right um at from 9 a.m. till noon, and there's also a container in the lobby, or in the hallway there, that's collecting items for Operation Christmas Child, and also the shoe boxes. Uh, in Children's Church, we had given a number of those boxes out to the kids. They were excited about putting those together. They watched the videos about the kids in those other nations receiving those boxes, and so they were really excited about doing that. And if you have any questions, you can speak to um, Michelle Schaffron or Char Slack. They're going to be putting together a packing party on Thursday, November 11th at 6 p.m. here at the church. And uh, there's a lot of ladies that are getting ready to um, prepare for the ladies' Christmas tea on Saturday, December 11th. So be sure to mark your calendar for that. And also, if you have any questions about the church or want to update your email or phone numbers, please see Dave Drexler in the, in the lobby. He'll, uh, he's there at the table. Be sure to connect with him about that. So this morning, you have a very, very special treat. Uh, Pastor Trish is sharing, but first, we're going to have a baby dedication. Yes, amen. Please. Praise God. This is a really special treat for me. This is my granddaughter. If Stan and Sherry want to come too. This is my granddaughter. Her name is uh, Cora Charlotte. Oh, oh, that's right. I got nine grandkids. I get them goofed up. I can't even remember what, how old they are. What was it, her name again? Cora Kate. I am so embarrassed. I thought it was you. Anyways, so you're probably wondering now if I spend a lot of time with them or not. Do you spend any time with them? I do spend a lot of time with them. Anyways, so this is a real, real privilege. And, you know, we, I say this a lot. And um, sometimes, you know, I, what I know, I assume everybody else knows. And a lot of times they don't know it. But um, we, um, you know, we don't baptize infants or sprinkle them. Um, and again, I'm not mad if you do. Uh, it's just not in the Bible, and so because it's not in the Bible, I don't practice it. But what is in the Bible is that when Jesus was on the earth, 
the, the, the parents would bring their children to Jesus and that he would lay his hands on them and he'd bless them. And so we, that's in the Bible, so that's what we do. And um, we just um, make a commitment uh, to pray for this child, release a blessing over it. You know, our words have power. And, uh, you know, um, if you ever read the story of Isaac and Jacob, you know, how Jacob came in there secretively and he got the birthright and the blessing. And his dad said, when Esau came, his dad said, I blessed him. In other words, I released the blessing. He's blessed. It can't, in other words, it can't be reversed. And so it's so powerful when we speak a blessing over children. And for me, it's really exciting because, you know, I always tell this story. People get, probably get bored with my stories, but I should come up with some new ones, right? But uh, years ago, I was really going through a difficult time, and I thought about quitting, and God gave me a, actually a, kind of a vision. I mean, not like an open vision, but like a mental vision. And um, I saw my grandmother in heaven. And uh, so what God explained it to me that your grandmother was faithful, and because of her faithfulness, it affected generations. And he, he, he told me that if you will be faithful, even though it's hard, if you'll be faithful, you'll affect generations. And what happened was, then I had another picture. It's not like a, I didn't fall over and go into a trance, but I just had a mental picture. I saw this little girl, um, like with brown hair, and I knew she was my granddaughter. I'm going to cry. Okay. <laughs> Kleenex, please. No, I, I'm kidding. I'll wipe it off my sleeve. I'm a deer hunter. I'll slant. <clears throat> but um, I saw this little brown-haired girl with her hands raised, worshiping, and she was just young. And I thought to myself, that's, that's what I'm fighting for. And that's what we, we have to realize, that our decisions don't just affect us. They affect generations. And sometimes we get in hard spots, and we make quick decisions that are so... We don't realize that they have an impact in the generations. So that's why it's so important for us to, to stand strong. And so this is little Cora Kate. And we want to we wanna bless this young lady. But first, I always like to ask, I know you guys will, but if you'll raise this child up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, lead this little child to know Jesus at a young age, and live right before the child. Especially that one, live right before the child. I know you will, I'm just... But let's, can you all stand with us so we can just pray? And Trish, you want to come? Can Trish hold the little girl? Or? Isn't she cute? I mean, I'm biased like crazy. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray. Lord, we just pray. We dedicate Cora, Cora Kate Cornamone to you right now. Lord, we just pray your hand would come upon this little girl right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray a blessing over her. Lord, that you'd put music in her. Lord, that you'd put, you'd put uh, clarity. Lord, that she'd have like clarity, like a prophetess. Lord, that she'd have clarity. That she'd be someone who sees your purposes in the earth, Lord. We just pray. 
We just pray for a download, Lord, from heaven over this little girl's life at a young age that she will have encounters with you, Lord, that you will you will minister life to her. You'll minister your spirit to her at a very young age, Lord, that you'll keep her safe and you watch over her, Lord, that she'll be safe from all spiritual uh, traps of the enemy, that she'll be strong spiritually all her life, that she'll be alert mentally and that she'll be well physically, Lord. We release that blessing right now over her. We declare that she will be a part of the generation of the righteous that you are raising up in the last days. Hallelujah. We just thank you for a little core right now. And we dedicate her to you and to your purpose or purposes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Do you want to say something, Stan? I could. So, Lord, we thank you for the open heaven that's over you, my little child. And you are the one that Grandpa seen as a young child with her hands lifted up and praising the Almighty God. And the glory of old men is their children's children. So you are our glory, but the glory of children are their father. And we speak a relationship between you and your dad beyond separable. And that he would be your glory. He'd be your hero. See, it's already firing up. <laughs> but you'd also carry the mantle of your mother. As it was said of your mother by some of her friends, college friends, if Kate wasn't in the room, things weren't quite right. But as soon as she walked in the room, the atmosphere shifted. And that will double with you and even triple for you will be able to change the atmosphere from darkness to light wherever you go thank you lord jesus amen praise god god bless you guys so this morning I thought all the guys wouldn't be here today. I thought they'd be out killing deer, slitting them open and ripping their guts out. But so there's only two reasons why you're here. You already got yours. Or you are so discouraged you gave up. Or you wait until they get all tired out so you can catch them. I'm not sure which one it is, but I asked my wife to speak this morning and um, you know, my wife doesn't speak a lot, but she's always been a real encourager to me. And she is a great woman of faith. And, you know, some people wonder, well, can women speak in the church? What a dumb thing to say. You know, the very first people that ever announced the, the, the resurrection of Christ, you know who it was? Amen. Women. They were the first to announce that Jesus had risen from the dead. And... Um, you know, all through the Bible, if you read the New Testament, I mean, there's some verses that if you don't read them and interpret them correctly, you get the wrong idea. Because I always look at it this way. You know, if you, if, you, if you got a verse and you're interpreting a certain way, but there's other verses that are staring in contrast to what you're interpreting, you're interpreting wrong. And it says that Philip had four daughters that prophesied. I remember one time I was talking to a guy about this, and I spent a lot of time studying this so I could be settled on it because 
And I remember one time I was talking to a guy and I said, well, Philip had four daughters that prophesied. He goes, well, they didn't prophesy in church. I said, get out of here. Go to your rooms. You're on suspension. But um, God puts gifts in, in people. And my wife is an amazing pastor's wife. Amazing. And uh, I asked her, she, did, she said yes reluctantly. I had to kind of pry her a little bit, but I just think it's great that you guys get to hear from some of these other people around here. I mean, after a while, you kind of get tired of me after a while. It's kind of like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. My stories are all the same. But anyways, uh, but you guys are blessed to have an amazing pastor's wife with a beautiful spirit, very faithful to the Lord. So can we give Trish Cornamone a good welcome as she comes? Good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to be here. It's, it's a real privilege to be able to share the Word of God. I can't tell you that I haven't been nervous, but Steve says he's nervous every Sunday. So um, would you believe that? <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, as we are worshiping today, I, I just heard this thing, and I don't, I don't totally understand it, I guess, but it was like God said, we are standing on the precipice of something big. We're standing on the precipice of something big. And I think we've all heard that uh, there's going to be a billion-soul harvest. But um, I know as we were singing this song, it says there's a kingdom advancing at the speed of light. And I believe that the church of Jesus Christ is conquering you know jesus conquered the enemy but he gave us the responsibility to enforce his kingdom on this earth isn't that right our job is to enforce the kingdom of god on this earth and to hand him i believe we're standing on the precipice of time when we are going to enforce christ's kingdom and we're going to hand him the kingdom which he already conquered he conquered sin, sickness, and the enemy, but he is giving us on-the-job training. <laughs> How fun is that? Aren't you privileged? You get on-the-job training of defeating the enemy. Amen. And it's not always fun. And, um, but, you know, when Steve asked me to share, I thought, he said this before, and I thought, yeah, hmm. So I was planning something. He goes, I told you, you're preaching on Sunday. And I go, oh, he's serious this time. <laughs> so, so I, um, but, you know, this phrase came to me. And I, I really believe this is for today. It's all hands on deck. You know, if we are going to hand God the kingdom, and if we're going to conquer, and if there's a billion soul harvest, we need all hands on deck. Nobody is exempt. So I assumed I knew what it meant, but I just looked it up, and it did mean what I, it's, it's a cry or a signal used on board of ship, and it's typically an emergency. And it indicates all crew members are needed on the deck. It indicates the involvement of everyone. So don't give yourself an excuse to not be a part of this. Everybody is needed. Everybody is needed. So this call 
This call is going out now to mobilize the body of Christ. It's time to mobilize every part, the body of Christ. Now, it's true that we've been through one of the most confusing seasons of my lifetime. And there's so much con controversy, so much, much conflicting information. There's been a cause of stress and anxiety. Has anybody had any stress or anxiety through this season? Anybody had any conflicting information? Like, I thought they just said, uh, uh, what? <laughs> so there's been, so, and you know, all of this has actually caused a lot of division. It's caused division in families. It's caused division between friends, communities. There's been a lot of division, hasn't there? And it's just like, what is going on? But I want to tell you what's going on. I'm going to give you a scripture that tells you um, that there is a shaking and a stirring that's going on. Hebrews 12, 26. It says that the earth was rocked at the sound of God's voice from the mountain. That was back at Sinai. When God spoke from the mountain, the whole earth shook. And that kind of got everybody's attention, right? But now he is promised. This is his promise to us. Once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. So he promised us that he is shaking the systems of the world. What are those systems of the world? Can you guys think of some systems that are going on in the world here? How about finance systems? How about military? How about governments? How about education systems? How about some religious systems? Media and entertainment. God is shaking it. And that's what we're feeling. We're, we're going, what is going on? Am I losing my mind? <laughs> but no, because there is warfare going on. There is some shaking going on. And um, it says also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. And what is that? That's the in it's not God's power in the invisible realm. It's the invisible forces of darkness in the invisible realm that is being shaken. So this shaking is actually good. It's good. How many are enjoying it? <laughs> but you know what? It's good, and I'll tell you why. Is because... It's stirring and awakening the church. Is anybody waking up? The church of Jesus Christ is waking up. And, you know, there's actually some denominational walls coming down, and we're working with other Christians. And there's some connections that are happening during this shaking because we are joining together. <clears throat> so that's one good thing that's happening, the stirring and awakening of the church of Jesus Christ. How about, is there anything else good? Well, there's exposing of darkness and injustices. Why? So that it can be removed. God wants to remove some injustices, right? He wants to remove some darkness that's around us. <clears throat> so, um, so then it goes on to say, now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates this is good news. The final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. He's shaking out the old order. So why? So only what is unshakable will remain. 
Yep. Since we're recovering our rights to an unshake, we're, this is what we're doing right now. We're recovering our rights to an unshakable kingdom. That's what we're doing. We're receiving our rights that the devil's trying to steal from us. We have rights in the kingdom. Isn't that right? Okay. And then it says, well, what should we do during this time? It says, so we should be extremely thankful. So during this time, we need to be very thankful. God, thank God you're shaking stuff. It doesn't feel good, but thank God you're shaking stuff and it's only stuff that can be shaken. It's being removed. So we thank you, God, that you are shaking stuff and you are removing evil things. You're removing the systems of this world that don't, aren't, follow, aren't lined up with you. So he's shaking it. So we should be extremely thankful and we should offer God our purest worship during this time. Offer God our purest worship that delights his heart and it says, as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, this is a time to surrender our lives, give our lives into this kingdom. Don't you want to be a, a part of this greatest harvest? We've heard, heard many prophecies that this is the greatest harvest, a billion soul harvest. We've heard it many times prophesied by the prophets. And um, so, um, so those are things. It says, we should be filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. we got to keep our eyes on the right thing, though, don't we, during this time? Because things are shaking, and boy, the, some of that media that's coming at us and the, that bad information is overwhelming. And it can discourage us, take us down, but we have to be thankful that God's removing stuff. we got to remember that. So... Um, The pressures and the stress and the big changes that are coming to our world, well, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we position ourselves? Well, God is asking us to join the ranks. You know, in Ephesians 4, 7, it says that God has generously given us supernatural grace according to our gifts. And Ephesians 4, 11, I don't know if you guys all I know a lot of you are, you guys all, many of you know this, but I'm going to share this. He applied, appointed, it, the word's wrong here, it applied. He appointed some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. And their calling, this is what the calling of the five um, gifts, those gifts are to do. They're to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their works of ministry. And as they do this, it will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Now, I was raised in a church in a denomination where we paid the pastor to do the works of the ministry. That's your job. <laughs> and you know, my husband, he told me, no, I'm supposed to, he told me this years ago, I'm supposed to train the people to do the works. And I go, you're skipping out on your job. I wasn't that, I, I didn't get it. But now I see, because God wants all hands on deck, right? How much could we do if just instead of the pastor visiting people and encouraging and discipling, if every one of us did that? You know, have you ever heard that? I, I think about 10 years ago, somebody said, 
they said if everybody, there was this saying that if everybody discipled one person like every six months or something, in 15 years the whole world would be saved. Isn't that amazing? And, but you know what? We look at that like, well, that's not very important. I, I need a, you know, I think God wants me to do something big. Well, it is big. If, if somebody discipled you, that's big, isn't it? If somebody brought you to Jesus and helped you to know how to walk and how to be free and how to worship, isn't that big? If somebody trained your daughter or your son or your niece or your nephew to, to be a disciple and to walk, that's big, isn't it? Yeah. So we're all, we are all on deck here. Um, so uh, we must be armed with the word of God because it is our weapon. You know, the enemy comes against us, and um, Jesus gave us the greatest example. We're to walk as he walked. He's our example because he laid aside all of his divine powers. He came as a human being. He came, he was God's son, but he came as a human being into our world, and he showed us how to live. It's like you can't say, well, that was Jesus. He healed the sick, but that was Jesus. No, he came. He laid aside all of his divine powers, and he came as a servant and, and served. And so now he is our greatest example. Well, when the enemy, you know, the, of course the enemy is attacking us now, but Jesus showed us what to do. When the enemy came against him, he said, it is written. This is how we have to fight. This is how we have to fight. There's nothing else that's more powerful than the word of God in our mouths. The power of the Holy Spirit comes and joins the word. You know, um, when we were first married, I, well, I went to nurses training, and I, was work, I worked for one year in a hospital down in the cities. And um, at that time, I don't know, I'd heard some word about how meditating on the word is so powerful. And so as I was walking... As a nurse, I, I just thought, man, I want to help these people. I just want to be a blessing to these people in this hospital. And so I started meditating on this scripture. And the scripture is um, Luke 4, 8, 18 and 19. And it's the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released that the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free and the time of the Lord's favor has come. So I would just walk down as I was walking to my next, you know, what I had to do, I'd, I'd just say, the spirit of the Lord's on me. Spirit of the Lord's on me. I'm anointed. He's anointed me to preach. He's anointed me to bring deliverance. And I would just meditate on that. And um, I remember one night I was uh, going to, check on something in one of the rooms and there was a Native American man and he uh, engaged in a conversation and he told me that he was an alcoholic. And I thought, I said, well, the spirit of the Lord is here. I just thought, and this is the time that word that I'd been meditating came up in me. And I said, he's here. And 
the anointing's here. Would you like me to pray for you? He's here to deliver you. He goes, yes. And so I just prayed a, a quick prayer, but I mean, the power of God was there. I could feel it. I said, we just pray and we break this alcoholism over him now. In Jesus' name, we declare he's set free. And um, after that, every time I'd come to work, as long as he was still there, he'd, they'd say, that man down there, he's asking for the Christian nurse. <laughs> and uh, so I knew that he had experienced freedom and he'd experienced the power of God. But this is good for every one of us. You know, whatever you meditate on, whatever you put in, you know, in your heart, in your mind, and you continue to meditate on it, this word will bring forth whatever it says. Like, if you want to be anointed, if you want to be set free from fear, the spirit of, I, I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. If you're fighting fear, meditate on that. I don't have a spirit of fear. God says, I don't have a spirit of fear. I have power. I have love. I have a sound mind. And it says, if you will meditate in it day and night, you will have success in all you do. But now we are, we're a team. We're, we're the whole body of Christ that's being sent out. And we need to be anointed, right? We need the anointing of God on us. And so I'm going to just have you guys speak this, Luke 4, 18, after me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. That the blind will see. That the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Let's do it again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. That the blind will see. That the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It is the time of the Lord's favor. I want to tell you that today. It is the time of the Lord's favor. It is the time of the Lord's favor. It has been the time of the Lord's favor since Jesus died and rose again and set us free. It has been the time. The church is going to rise up now, and we're going to believe it, and we're going to see people set free. Why? Because we're going to bring them good news. <clears throat> I'm telling you, religion has made people scared of God. Religion does that. Rules, regulations, you'll never, you'll never live up. You'll never live up. So why even try? <clears throat> but we have good news. Good news. God's not mad at you anymore. God is not mad. God wants to set you free. God has good things for you. So, you know... Um, yeah, we, the word of God is our weapon. It's powerful. It's powerful in our mouth. It's powerful as we meditate and go to sleep at night. Whatever you need, find it in the word. 
and it's going to set you free. And um, as a body, we are going to, we're going to work together. Um, I'm excited that the, there's a stirring and a shaking going on because we know that the enemy is shaking, that he's coming down, and that the Church of Jesus Christ is rising up. Um, I have a whole bunch of pages of notes here, but I don't know where to go now, so <laughs> I skipped around, and like Steve says, I lost my place. I um, messed up my sermon. <laughs> so um, I, think that's, I think that's all I got. So how many of you are ready to be all hands on deck? How many? No, no excuses, guys. I, I can't do it because, okay, let's just talk about just a few things we can do, okay? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be big. I think that's one thing that Jesus said. If you give a cup of cold water to a little one, you won't lose your reward. Uh, sometimes we think of, I got to do something big. I have to have a... Okay, I'll tell you about me. Sometimes I think God puts somebody on my heart, and I think I should meet with this person. I should call and go maybe have a Bible study with them or something. And then I go, oh, yeah, and then I should invite this person. And then then where should we meet? And I make it too difficult. Small things. Small things are good. Call someone. Someone's on your heart. Call them. Pray for them. Um. There's all kinds of ways to actually, you know, uh, step out and do things. There's a multitude of ways to share the gospel or just share the love of Jesus. Just share his love because God is love. God created us because God is, it's not God has love. He is love. And that's why he created us, to love us. And that's what he wants us to share with others is his love. So you can reach out to people at your work. You can, you can bring somebody food. You can call your neighbors. You can do it through media. You can disciple one new believer. You can call somebody. There's a myriad ways. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. When God brings somebody to your mind and you think, why do I keep thinking about this person? Give them a call. Pray for them. And so... If just think about that, if all of us do something, something, do something small, we are going to reach the world, and we're just part of a larger, a larger body of Christ around the world. And you know, some of this, I was just talking to Carrie Everest before the service, and she was saying the fastest growing church is in was it Iran? Iran. So um, we think. No matter what you see, wow, God is exploding through all these countries. And um, he's, he's uh, showing up, um, whether it's in dreams. I had two people lately tell me that God showed up in dreams and miraculously healed them in a dream. And that's people, like, just right around this area. Uh, they had dreams. And they said, oh, Jesus, heal this part. Heal this. Yeah, heal this. And then the next day, they, they were going about doing stuff, and all of a sudden, they realized that this, this uh, um, cyst 
was gone. It was just gone. They go, what? You know, so in their dreams, God just healed them. So, um, but thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> good, good. Oh, she did good, huh? You know what? <clears throat> I was... Uh, she, um, she, she was asked to speak at a conference this co in a couple weeks, so she just warmed her up a little bit. But, you know, you know it's interesting. Um, I, um, I, I had this thought, and, and I, I'm, I try to be a very positive person. I think all of us want things to go back to normal. How, how many are with me? I want things to go back to normal. I think there's going to be a new normal. I think if you want to go back to the way things were before the, all the racial tensions, the pandemic, all the other financial craziness, all that stuff, if you want everything to go back before that, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think there's a new normal, but here's, here's the thing. I think what's going to happen, though, is this. I think right now is God is reaching out his hand to his church. I think God is reaching out his hand to his church. And I think God has an open hand to his church. And what we are going to learn to do, the body of Christ is going to learn to do, we're going to learn to receive from God. We're going to learn to be sustained supernaturally. We're going to be able, we're going to start learning to touch heaven so that we can touch earth. We're going to start learning to move in the power of the Spirit of God like never before. That was God's dream. That's always been God's dream. It's not God's dream for us to be a, a church to be a spectator sport, but for a church to be a participating sport. Amen? And I think there's a new normal that God is bringing into the earth today. And he's, he's saying to every single one of us, all hands on deck. I gave you my spirit. I've given you my word. I've given you my inheritance. I'm, I'm for you. I'm not against you. I, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. I mean, he's, he's done all these things. He goes, now's the time for us to rise up and start using that authority. Start using what God's given to us. How many are with me on that? Amen. Amen. So all, if you want to be one of the all hands on deck, why don't you stand up? So we have the worship team come. Let's sing a song. Sing a song, worship team. <laughs> then Ryan's going to come up and close it out. So thanks for listening, really good guys. You're a great looking group of people. It's awesome to be in church with you guys today.
The moment you call, the second. 
fix my eyes on Jesus, walking with the one who walks on the sea. And I'm going to give my life to follow. Speak to me and I'll go wherever you lead. I'm going to fix my eyes and I'm going to fix my eyes Come on. Jesus. Walking with the one who walks on. feel those nudges of the Holy Spirit. Um, the Bible talks about Jesus or the Holy Spirit's voice being a still small voice. And so many times it's sometimes easy to dismiss the Spirit of God's voice thinking, oh, that's just me. That's just me saying that. But if we were just to go with that voice sometimes and just the, something that might be insignificant to you means the world to somebody else. And so just encourage you even in the little, little things. And um, what a big difference that makes. And if we all did that this week, just think what, amazing, what, an, what an amazing difference it would be into our county, into our state, just the little things that we do. So thank God. If, if you would like prayer this morning. Okay. Um, well, Trish, that was so awesome. You know, all hands on deck. It's a global harvest. It's not just a billion soul harvest in America. It's in Iran. It, there is such a call to attention for who we were created to be. 
I lived overseas, and it's my heartbeat to just have it in my radar. Today is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and that church in Iran is advancing at a greater speed than the church in America is advancing. And their limits or, or their roadblocks, their opposition, their, the, the way the enemy discourages them from being who they were created to be as believers— or finding the the truth about Jesus. There's so much strategy against their ability to know the truth from the government. Uh, Islam is an antichrist spirit. But you know what? That didn't stop them. That doesn't stop them. And there shouldn't be anything that stops you. And as I felt kind of a burden, like an intercession burden to pray for the nations. It's revived me. It's woken me up. It's called me to attention. It's made me excited to be alive. And I don't want to miss what God wants me to do. So Trish, thank you for activating us and calling us to something greater than we can even see with our eyes. And so when she gave description... Just description, you know, sometimes people kind of are so like oh, swarming with things like you forget. Like I'm a massage therapist and I need somebody else to remind me to ice a muscle. You know, you forget. So I have these resources. I'll be in the back. If anybody wants, a, they're free. It's a Voice of the Martyrs magazine. They're celebrating 50 years. Richard Rumbrandt is the guy who has this ministry. There's lots of resources. And they're inspiring to me. Maybe they'll inspire you. Just reminders about how to live in direct, like pushing back the culture that's against Jesus, to live in direct opposition of some of the things you see around you. Because the people in Iran are doing it. So we can too. So I'll be in the back if you want a resource. Thank you, Carrie. Altar ministry workers, counselors can come forward. If you would like prayer, if you have a need in your life and you would like us to agree with you and stand with you in prayer, I encourage you to come forward. And um, remember, we have a service here Wednesday night at 6.30. I'd love to see you there as well as refreshments in the dining room. Uh, have an amazing week.